The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of hockey. Hi, I'm Carolyn. And I'm Erin. And this is Deep in the Heart of Hockey, a podcast about the Dallas Stars, fancy stats, and second round shenanigans? Uh, yeah, that is a thing. That's a real thing that's happening, like, right now, like, two days. Right this very moment. Well, no, like, in two hours, this moment. I mean, it, I meant in an existential sense. We are yes. currently in the middle of round two. And by the time you listen to this, we... You will know whether or not we won this game that we're going to play. And you will know whether or not we're in the Western Conference Final. Well, no, not necessarily, because it's not. We're up three two. So if, if we are the Blues, we okay, fair enough. But we might be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a thing. <sighs> that is a Holy thing. Shit. Literally, so as I know, we always like put together, you know, our little outlines. We've talked about how professional we are before. Uh, number one on our. I mean that that they they come to us for one reason only, and it's because we're so fucking professional. <laughs> oh wait, I need to tell our listeners that after after recording the last podcast, my mother, who was in the house when I was recording the last podcast because I recorded it down at their house, came up and she was like, "Do you do you curse that much all the time?" <laughs> no, mom, just about hockey, just about hockey. And I was like, "No, I mean." I, she meant oh. on the podcast, so, yeah, and I was like, we've rated it explicit, We mother. did that on purpose. Like, <laughs> people know what they're getting into, and this is coming from a woman who has not, has not ever hesitated to drop a bad word when necessary, and I was like, listen, it's very necessary all the time when talking about <laughs> hockey, so you're just gonna have to deal, mother. This is, again, they come to us because they know this is the only podcast where we're not afraid to make dick jokes. Yeah. As many of them as necessary. As many of them as it takes to get to the Western Conference final. God. And then from there. Okay. So, yeah. Going back to the, uh, to this here outline of our very professional podcast, number one is, holy shit, we might do this. So, um... (laughs) If we make it to uh, the 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 conference final, would you rather face the Sharks or the Abs? Because I know which one I would rather face. The Sharks. Yeah. Okay. We're on the same page there. I am. <laughs> I am honestly like, if we get to if we get to the final, the conference final, I'm really terrified of playing the Abs, and I hate them. Um. So it's not that I'm like I have this grudging respect for them. It's more like I'm like, okay, well, you normally play. It, it's the whole thing of playing at altitude. Like, you are superhuman yeah. at sea level and feeling fine at, at a, a mile up. And my poor boys and their lungs are not ready for this. Nope. And also, I think that the Sharks have the more human goalie right now. Oh, like, God, Joel yeah. Bauer's been pretty good this year. He's been great in the playoffs. Martin Jones has been kind of up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the Sharks almost went out in the first round because of Martin Jones. And, you know, some other factors, too. But, like, if he had been playing at the Grubauer level throughout the first round, then eh. Yeah. That said, I don't think, and this is possibly true of all four fucking teams right now in the Western Conference, all of them have a very significant weakness. And I think the big difference about the Stars versus the other four teams is that um, 
our weakness in the regular season has offense. Like we have bemoaned that yes. to death. But right now they got their scoring pants on. <laughs> I mean, everything is coming up stars. Like the goaltending is still incredibly solid. The the offen- the offense is rolling. Like our PK is perfect. Our power play is really great. Like I mean. The only thing, the only thing that doesn't seem to be working out for us is actually getting penalties called on the other team. But like, yeah. uh, I mean, we're, I'm feeling, I'm knocking on so much wood, but I'm feeling like a little bit of confidence. I almost said a lot of confidence and I couldn't even bring myself to say it. I'm feeling <laughs> some measure of confidence. It's like going into a test that you know you've studied for. Yes, that's what it is. Anything could happen, but you have prepared to the best of your knowledge for this. Yes. Yes. That's that's what it feels like. And I am just so excited to be here. I'm so excited to be a part of this. I'm so excited. I am almost the opposite. Oh. I'm- <laughs> I don't know, because yesterday, I remember talking about this yesterday, because I was like, because, okay, so um, I know I, we've talked about this before, but the uh, the spider crab graphs that rainbow Micah Blake crab. McCurdy does. What? Rainbow Death Crab. Rainbow Death Crab. I okay, so the Rainbow Death Crab that Micah Blake McCurdy posts every day uh during the the playoffs of like the probability to win. Uh the Dallas Stars have regularly appeared with the highest percentage to win the cup. And at first it was terrifying me, but then the hurricanes took over for a brief period of time and I was kind of like when that happened, I was almost a little like affronted <laughs> like, <laughs> like like how dare you because i want i want to continue to feel like very nervous about but like so i could then later be like i was so sure of them the whole time la, la, la. and then and then some other team took over and we i got really mad actual reader question about that specific thing so i'm going to pull it from the back of the half of the podcast up. okay uh jason of damn it jason fame sent us many questions one of which is why does Micah continue to fuck with us? Because if this is going to continue all playoffs, I might die, even if the prophecy comes true. Well, Jason of Damn It, Jason fame, it's something he does literally every single day. So, I mean, maybe just unfollow (laughs) him if you don't want to see it. Although I will continue to repost it. So maybe you should just unfollow everybody. Don't unfollow me. That would make me sad. Unfollow all of Star's Twitter. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, he he does it because it changes every day. It does. It <laughs> like, does. That's why. Um, he also posts his. Uh, I retweeted it right after last podcast because we talked about the same rainbow death crab. But he posted his like methodology, and he calls it seven models in one model's trench coat. Yeah. So it measures seven different things, and then puts it all together in a smushed together weight, and that's how the percentage comes out. But one of those weights, and we've talked about this before. Is Ben Bishop. Yeah. It, specifically the Stars goaltending. And I don't know, like, there were people who were like, oh, it will end, it'll end. But, and, you know, it could. But at the same time, like, it's not a stretch at all to say that Ben Bishop is the best goaltender in the playoffs. No, like, it's like, not. at all. Like, no. he's 100% the best goaltender in the playoffs at this very moment. And will probably continue to be the best goaltender in the playoffs. Unless something untoward should happen. Please knock on some wood. Thank you. Appreciate you, friend. Um, and but yeah. I will say, here's my thing: is I, I've been a terrible fan, and I think it's because I've been the first round. It felt like 
I'm just happy to be invited. <laughs> you know, because we had been playing so mediocrely. Yeah. And like we knew we got into the playoffs on the strength of Ben Bishop's goaltending. How much we would go, like how much we could win without an offense was super debatable. Hey. So I was just happy to be there. Yeah. I just realized the thing. We never actually said which number podcast it was and what day it is. Oh, it's the 95th podcast and it is 5519. Uh, do you know who wore jersey number 95 or who currently wears jersey number 95? No, I do not. Matt Duchesne. Oh, another part of the wildcard chaos squad. Yeah. I kind of hope they, they even it up and take it to a game seven. Oh, God. Yeah, that I well, I hope we win today. And then we they take it to game seven, and we get a nice rest. <laughs> mm-hmm. I so first round, I was just happy to be there. Yeah, but now, now I'm kind of like, we might fucking do this, and I can't watch. I'm too invested in the fact that we might be good at the playoffs. I have to watch because. If this never happens again in my lifetime, I need these memories to sustain me. Like those, you know what I mean? Like I do know what you mean. I know what you mean. But I also am just like, I'm too, I, this is, I'm like trying to put an emotional wall between me and the hockey. Like I don't want to be vulnerable to the hockey. It's like, you know, I've met my soulmate, but what if it might not be my soulmate? <laughs> Spoken like a true Midwesterner. <laughs> You just wall up that ice around your heart. I am I am way too open to any experience. Um, like a good army brat moving around from place to place and needing to make friends at the drop of a hat. I'm like, yes, please hurt me. My heart is open to you. Deep in the heart of hockey or therapy? <laughs> oh, man, it's just been that kind of morning, hasn't it? <laughs> it really has. Yeah. So I'm close to vomiting every single time puck drops. Um, I've watched, I think, one game of this series because in in some time now, and part of it is I am super fucking busy. I'm going out of town soon. We'll talk about that. Um, so, but also like on the nights that there have been games, I'm like, I could turn this on, but also I'm so stressed about every fucking thing else in my life that I can't turn this on. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I've watched... Probably roughly half um, mm-hmm. because our start times are terrible and They're the games so keep bad. being on Wednesday nights when I have a standing thing and like, mm-hmm. or, and then on the weekends, it'll be at like two o'clock in the fucking afternoon. Like, I don't like neither of us are going to be this. able to see the beginning of this game Yeah, because we have scheduled D and D. I don't know that we're going to watch any of it to. because, oh, I'm not, I mean like, cause it starts at two and we start at two. Yeah, but games are usually three hours long, and some we may not go that long, but okay. we'll see. I mean, however long we go, like, yeah. However just, long we go, we're going to miss a large chunk of it, if we not will. all. We will. And, yeah, I feel like Dallas has gotten real fucked on start times. Well, Dallas and then whoever Dallas is playing. <laughs> right, but it's specifically, because I think, because of Dallas. Yeah. Or it's because, like, I guess, like, well, Nashville and Dallas was a Southern team matchup. Yeah. So fuck them. Yep. And now it's Dallas and St. Louis, and literally no one cares about St. Louis. Fuck St. Louis. Fuck St. Louis. 
But then you got Southern team and fuck St. Louis. And so then, yeah, of course, they're going to get the bitch start times. Yeah, the bitch ass start time. Well, there's one more thing I wanted to talk about before we moved on from Stars stuff. Uh, if we make it to the Western Conference final, we give up our first round pick for the Matt Zuccarello trade. They can have it. Yeah, they can fucking have it. I have no problem with this. Please take it. Yeah, I would so much rather be in the Western Conference final than have a first round pick. I would rather have a cup than anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Please I mean, plunder my team for its riches <laughs> after we have a Stanley Cup. I don't mind. Do it. <laughs> Come in like a Viking. Just fucking pillage. <laughs> Come in like a Viking from the north. Steal everything. I, there's this thing in analytics, or the analytics community, I should say, where it's, you should never mortgage your future too much for a Stanley Cup. Uh-huh. And while that is true-ish, true-ish, true-ish. Well, it is true. Like, if you're thinking about it from, like, a team sustainability standpoint, the thing that keeps actual teams, like, viable is profit, usually. Or being a tax shelter for your billionaire owner. Um, but as a rule, like, being profitable is good, right? Mm-hmm. The thing that makes you profitable is winning. The thing that helps you win is never more, is having young players, young good players. The best way to get young good players is to draft well. And therefore, you can't mortgage your future too much for the hope of winning a Stanley Cup. Right. To keep that cycle going. Or else you're just the New York Rangers. Basically, yeah. But also, I want that fucking cup. I know! I know. I mean, like, I get it that the New York Rangers wanted the fucking cup, but look where it's gotten them. They have wasted the entirety of Henrik Lundqvist's career. The entirety of it. And it's just one of those things where it's like, ooh, it's such a fine line to tread. So at the same time, like, I can understand being extremely wary of mm-hmm. the Matt Zuccarello trade because there are two firsts on the line. If we sign him, that's two firsts gone. But I'd still... I'd still, I'd still rather have the cup and then maybe Nancy Corella for a couple more years to get us another one. Yeah. <laughs> or I would, at least I would help still us keep it. relevant. Yeah, exactly. I would no, like I'm... to win on New Year's Day 2020 as well. Yes, that would be, that would be kind of crucial for me personally and you personally. Especially since we will be the there that we know. personally. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I don't. I mean, okay, so watching individual games, there have been individual games where I have felt sick to my stomach watching it. And it's ones where they are trailing and they can't seem to get ahead. And then also ones where they are leading really early in the game and then turtling. And yep. that's honestly there. I just described a majority of the games that we have played so far this this playoffs. But um, watching them on... Friday night, I honestly was just like, I feel kind of okay about all of this. Like, we're going to win. It's fine. And that was kind of, I feel like it was a turning point for me. <laughs> because now I'm like, yeah, I mean, we we are the best. We have the best goaltender in the rest, in the rest of the, the playoffs. Like, no matter what any other team brings at us, we have the best goaltender. And as long as we can keep, like, 
the the offense running like i we have the best shot so i'm i'm feeling good about it. i don't know i don't know how to explain it. i'm just feeling good about it the other thing i want to point out that i don't think enough is being made of is how fucking good john klingberg has been in the playoffs john klingberg has been great mira heiskanen has been great well i'm just like, saying like if you look at so the stars have actually outplayed st louis by xg measures yes five or sorry four out of the five games we've played so far yes against st louis and st louis has actually been one of the best teams in xg since january so the fact that we're outplaying St. Louis, no one predicted. I wouldn't have predicted that. I thought we would win just solely on the back of Ben Bishop. And, and yet. And yet we've been very, very good. But if you look at the team skater plots that Sean Tierney puts out all the time, mm-hmm. the only person solidly in the good category is John Klinkberg. Right. It cannot be overstated just how important he has been this playoff series and you know in you know knock on wood if we win the stanley cup and we have to pick a con Smythe, i think it does obviously go to bishop because mm-hmm. he's been so fucking good mm-hmm. but john klingberg gets some votes should get votes yeah and more so than anybody else on the team, no matter, we, I mean, Heiskanen's been unreal. Hints has been so good. Oh my God, I know. But John Klingberg is the backbone of this fucking team. And when he's playing well, the entire team yeah. plays well. Yeah. And that doesn't go recognized enough. I don't, Yeah, I agree. I agree. It does not. Um I'm still so salty about all the times that the stars have been shafted in the uh, in the end of season re- awards, but I don't think anything will make me saltier than Klingberg and Heiskanen getting passed over for the Calder. For the Calder, yeah. I mean, it's fine. It's not they're fine. Both, they're gonna win. What I'm more salty about Klingberg not even making the final three for the Norris yet last season. I'm also salty about that. I mean, I have an exponential amount of salt to pass around, <laughs> as everyone knows. Well, so, it speaking never, of that. Never runs out. Oh, God. Jason of Damn and Jason Famous, like I said, he had a lot of questions. With Carolina advancing and Dallas having the opportunity to advance, should they meet in the final? Is that when we officially turn on everything fun that is the Hurricanes, but not a moment sooner? I have some struggles with this, because when I started picturing the Hurricanes and the Stars meeting in the final, um, it made me sad, (laughs) because (laughs) I really love this Carolina team and have for a couple of months now. <laughs> but it I don't I don't know that so like I don't want to I don't want to play a series against them and start hating them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's what happens every time we play a series against anybody. And like it just so happened to be this season or this off season that we like we played teams I already hated so it was fine. But like yeah. If we meet the Sharks in the in the final in the conference final, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a little sad about that because you know how much I love um, 
Well, Joe Thornton, my uh, rule rule 66 or rule 76 or rule 70, whatever that 63. was. 63. My rule 63. And uh, I meeting, meeting the Hurricanes in the final would make me sad because I don't want to hate them. But also, like, the, I don't want the pig in <laughs> the American <laughs> Airlines Center. If they dare to do the surge, if they win in the American Airlines Center, no, I would stop doing the surge. They're not. No, the I know, but I mean, like, if the like if the family members in a box somewhere do a surge, you know what I mean? Like, yep, I because they came, they came and they did the surge. The dads did the surge in the box, and like, obviously, the fi- the Stanley Cup final wouldn't be a dad's trip. But like, if any, if any, anything remotely like that happened, I would get a little mad. And like. I would stop saying bunch of jerks fondly and like would probably start meaning it and that would also make me sad. So I don't know that I would I would purposefully like turn on them right right when we advance, but like I would definitely turn on them before the end because that's just how I emotionally connect to sports is like I loathe the person that we're playing uh, or the team that we're playing and that's just that yeah. Mhm. I don't know. It it's also one of those things where, like, I don't really know how we'll react until the moment it happens. So mm-hmm. there's also that aspect of it. I'm kind of like, well, let's just see. Maybe. Who knows? How are you feeling about the East? Who do you think now that we're, you know, where the series is, are at? Well, I did not think that the fucking, I did not think that, Cur- that the, Her- the Hurricanes would sweep the Islanders. So I didn't see that coming. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, I mean, I'm always in a fuck Boston kind of mood, so I'd really love the Blue Jackets to pull out a win tomorrow and, like, tie it up and take it to seven, but then... This, I kind of want... And, I mean, yes, I'd rather face the Sharks, but also, how fun would it be to have Wild Card Chaos Squad? I mean, it would be hilarious, right? It would be hilarious. It would be so fun. Because like, then it would the be like Wild way. Card Conference, like Wild Card Stanley Cup Chaos. Like, yeah. who knows what's going to happen? No, I would love it. I'd like, I would, like, I would only back- be okay meeting the Avs for that specific reason, yeah. even though I would rather play the Sharks. Yeah. But if the Bruins advance, then I'm kind of like, no, now I need the Sharks. <laughs> yeah, it has to be the Sharks. If the Bruins advance, it has to be the Sharks. It has to be the Sharks. So if the Bruins advance, I don't know. I wouldn't have expected the Bruins to get this far anyway. I didn't pick them to get this far. So, Mm-mm. and like, I can't wish and I can't, I just can't believe in them right now. Like, there's so, have to, yeah, there's, there's just so much like, there's so much luck in what's going on with the fact that they're actually like, yeah. that they pulled up over like three, two over the, over the blue tackets. Um, I don't so. particularly like the Blue Jackets, or I, but I dislike Boston, so I'd rather the Blue Jackets pull that out. But I think of, I want the Canes to come out of the East. I want the Canes to come out of the East too, even if it means facing them in the final. I want the Canes to come out of the East, and also like I feel like all of the momentum is swinging their way anyway. Like mm-hmm. who would have predicted a four-zero sweep of the Islanders? Like nope, literally no one. So literally, no one. I I I would love for the for the Hurricanes to come out of the East. Um, and I feel like they're probably going to end up getting play, facing Boston to get there. But um, I would love it if it was CBJ. I think that would be fantastic because, again, because it's of the wild card fun. chaos. Um, so, yeah, the NHL would really need to make shirts of some kind for a wild card chaos squad because. Yep. 
con- that that would be the most intense conference final ever. <laughs> like I would love it. I would. I would love too. It. I would too. So some other non-NHL shenanigans have gone on this week, and you probably have all seen it. Um, over two hundred women's hockey players are standing together collectively to not play women's hockey in any league next season unless they get the support and uh, compensation that they deserve. And I have some incredibly complex feelings about this. I imagine. Would you like to go into your complex feelings about this? Sure. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's why I brought it up. But yes, I imagine that is why you brought it up. I did not think anything <laughs> otherwise. I, on one hand, I love that they are really, really embracing collective bargaining mm-hmm. as a method of getting things done. I'm a huge for labor advocate. On the other hand, collective bargaining works the best when you are bargaining. And they aren't currently bargaining against anyone like when the team usa came together to fight for their proper compensation against usa hockey they were negotiating with usa hockey Mm -hmm. right now basically what they're doing is they're saying we're just going to sit out this year and it feels like what they're trying to do is force the nwhl to fold so then the nhl feels comfortable building their own league And I don't know if that's actually a good idea. Because while I agree, like, the situation is untenable, the salaries are way too low, the benefits are way too low, I agree with all of that. And I agree that they deserve better. It really sticks in my craw a bit that the reason they're doing this is to... Or... I can't say the reason because I don't know the exact plan, but the plan that I see is that they're trying to force a women owned business out so that the NHL can step in. And I, I mean, we've talked about it many times before. I've talked about it on Twitter. I don't trust the NHL for a fucking minute Mm -hmm. to do right by women's hockey. Mm hmm. And I don't know why they are trusting the NHL to do right by women's hockey if that is, in fact, what they are doing. Because, again, I am assuming a lot here, but it doesn't seem like it. I can't unless they have a bead on a different investor. That's the path, right? Like, that's right. the path. And there are some some of the women like um, Kendall Coyne Schofield has specifically called out the NHL as somebody they were thinking about partnering with. And, but Megan Duggan, uh, you know, the best of the best, Miss Megan Duggan, uh, Mrs. Megan Duggan, she got married this past offseason, or last offseason. She, she was talking about, yeah, we'd be open to anybody else who has a vision to help us get what we deserve. And so I feels a little bit like they're keeping their options open, but at the same time, it feels very much like they're waiting for the NHL to step in. But the only way the NHL steps in is if the NWHL folds. Or becomes bought out or something. Gotcha. I mean, you know that I don't have any complex feelings about this because I have no idea what's going on most of the time. Yeah. I just, I think it's very, you know, 
I can't say it's one of those things like Anya Badalino, who runs the NWHLPA, put out a statement saying that it's going to probably going to set women's hockey back. And I can't yeah. bring myself to say that because I think it's great that they're getting a lot of publicity for it, which is fantastic. Like they're working with the same um, representation group, the same lawyers that helped the Team USA um, win the correct compensation. But at the same time, it's just I really don't understand the plan. And as a person, when I don't understand a plan, I am extremely doubtful of success. Well, speaking of things that have no plan, dun 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 Man reacts. It's my favorite. So I knew Marin had church this morning. And I drove down from Dallas too, so. And I so I DM'd her and I was like, all right, I know we're recording in the morning, so do not check hockey Twitter because I want to do a Marin Reacts segment. So I hope that you haven't seen this news, because otherwise it's gonna be a boring reacts. The Oilers announced today their GM search is over. Oh no. Technically, it's not an official announcement, but by the time this fucking podcast comes out, it probably will be. Do you want to take a, a quick guess as to who the next GM of the Edmonton Oilers is going to be? Is it also a country? <laughs> yes. Is it Ken Holland? It is, in fact, Ken Holland. <laughs> gonna be amazing i can't wait my favorite part about this is that until so the oilers have been looking for a gm basically since chiarelli was fired <laughs> still and so they, funny they avowed they were going to do a thorough investigation for the right guy for the job <laughs> And it appears oh, man. that Ken Holland wasn't even interviewed. He was really? He offered the job. Oh, my God. Well, this doesn't surprise me at all. That's just the way that Oilers like to do things. <laughs> I can't even be mad about it. It's just so funny. god oh god that's so great <laughs> whenever you feel bad about yourself remember you're not the oilers <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even an oilers fan i don't have to care about this <laughs> it's such a freeing weight <laughs> uh, instead of adding on to my shoulders i think it just brushed off like four problems i had <laughs> God, that's so funny. Oh, yeah, good. 99 problems, but the Oilers ain't one. The Oilers ain't one. And now I think I only have 94 problems, so thanks. <laughs> um, God, that's out. Yeah, that math checks out. That's, man, 
Like, ugh, I'm And at least I'm not Connor McDavid. <laughs> like, oh, no. at least, at least, I mean, like, the only thing I can say about poor Connor McDavid is at least that man is getting paid because. Bless. He is going to have the worst career in sports unless he can somehow trick them into trading him away. Yeah. Because there's no indication whatsoever that the Oilers even know what their problems are in order to fix them and ride the ship and move forward. There's no indication that they have any clue what they need. Zero Like, imagine looking at what happened in Detroit and saying, you know who we need. We need that one. We want that. We want that exact management style. We want that hot mess. You know what would make our mess even better? <laughs> we want to make our mess hotter. They have they they have one of those like Christian mom like plaques in their kitchen that says "Bless this mess." <laughs> That's what they have. They are blessing this mess with more mess. Hashtag next year. Oh my god! You should start that. <laughs> hashtag Oilers. Hashtag bless this mess. Oh my god! We should pay. Somebody should pay to get the little Oilers logo on to bless this mess. Absolutely. <laughs> to bless this mess. God dang! Why didn't we think about that before? I mean, I don't know how much money we need to pay to do that, but we're gonna start a Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go fund me. Go. Adding bless this mess, and the Oilers have like the Oilers logo. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean that's probably gonna make a lot of like Christian moms confused. But at the same time, <laughs> it's gonna make me. I would I would use that lo- that hashtag in every single tweet I sent, regardless of what I was talking about. Yep, yep, amazing. Yep, no, <sighs> I yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That I can't, I can't even, I can't even with that. Ken Holland. Well, Oilers. I'm so, I am so happy that like breaking off from the Oilers went as smoothly as it did because they had like already beaten my soul into submission. So like every moment after this where they do something stupid, it's like. My reaction is just glee. Like, cool, you have done something else stupid, and now I can continue to not give a shit about you. Like, when when they got into the playoffs last season, and, like, I mean, I didn't think they were going to win the Stanley Cup or anything, but when they got into the playoffs, I got a little mad. Like, how dare you be this dumb and still get rewarded for it? Mm-hmm. But, like, no, they're just... They're just gonna... They're just gonna go and waste Connor McDavid's entire career. That's what they're gonna go and do. Like... Mm-hmm. That's what they're set up to do for the rest of time. And for me, there is, I'm, I'm just an asshole who enjoys a good schadenfreude, but like, fuck, that's hysterical. <laughs> like, that's just, I, I want to laugh about that all day. And well, I will, probably. <laughs> hopefully, we'll also be laughing during my second favorite segment. Twinkle, twinkle, little stars. How I wonder what you charts. <laughs> See, I tried to do it like we do the anthem with the stars. and the- Yeah, no, I got it. I got it. If you okay. let me know next time before you do it, I would have yelled stars with you, but I wasn't really sure where we were going with that. 
I, you know, came up with it off. I literally came up with it as I started my transition. We're fine. <laughs> Next time. Gotcha. I feel like that's the best way we've done a theme song for this segment so far. So yeah. We'll keep it. We'll keep it. Yeah. I like it. Sure. I like it. Uh, well, we had one request for a, um, or we had two, but I only liked one of them. So I'm only going to get one of them. <laughs> <laughs> we had two requests for, we had a request for a player for Stars Charts. And that player is Brendan Morrow, because today is the anniversary of his very famous overtime goal. Nice. His birthday is January 16th, 1979, which makes him nine months older than my brother. Not to the day, but they're both 40 and it really amuses the shit out of me. So I just wanted to point that out again, that my brother is 40. Um, because so that makes him a Capricorn. That does indeed make him a Capricorn. All right, Capricorn. Today we are doing horoscopes um, from Refinery Twenty Nine. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Your joy is infectious, Capricorn. That's pretty fitting for having scored a overtime goal anniversary. Make sure to enjoy every blissful moment that your fifth house of creativity, pleasure, and romance offers you while being illuminated by the sun this week. The moon, your planetary ruler of love, waxes this week, building tension with that special someone. If you're single, seek them out for a deep connection while Mercury, your ruler of well-being, enters sensuous Taurus on Monday. Share your latest inspiration with your colleagues at the office, but don't get hung up if they're not down with your ideas. Save this energy for yourself to power through the rest of the week. Avoid confrontation on Tuesday when your career ruler Venus squares Saturn, your ruling planet. Some conversations are not worth having. Save yourself some heartache if you sense someone getting prickly. Your efforts could pay off in a big way on Wednesday when Mercury connects Uranus. Uranus. Your you financial... can say Uranus, which I think is how you're supposed to say it. So, I think it's both. Actually, I'm pretty sure both is is. Um... But no, I was laughing because I half did Uranus and half did Uranus. Yeah, like in the U sound, and it did work, and it's all fine. That is the financial ruler, by the way. Uh, use your attention to detail to discover what others left ignored. Charming Venus has her hand on the pulse of your career. She allows you to take an objective look at your current path on Thursday when she trines. I think that's how you say that. A retrograde Jupiter. Ask relevant questions that will determine your next move. Brendan Morrow on the broadcast? Is he? No, I'm saying that maybe that's... Oh. I'm saying his astrology maybe suggests it. I mean, okay. I'm cool with that. Who next? Well... I hadn't actually looked to pick anybody, but I think that we should do, I feel like we've done all of the good people so far. Um, You know who's having a really good playoffs as well that we haven't done is Lindell. We, I mean, we've done Lindell before, Lindell before, but we? yeah. Yeah, we have, but let's do him again. He ha- well, he no, you know who we haven't done is Klingberg, right? I don't think we've done Klingberg. We've done Klingberg, too. I think okay, we've done, well, all, we've done, all, we've the done good all the people. We've done all the people. Yeah, well, I mean, we I don't think we, we did Alexiak even one time. Um, 
But uh, as we have rightly pointed out before, the horoscope changes every week. So um, <laughs> let's do let's do Lindell. He's been having a great couple of games. Uh, was he? He is. Okay, he was born on a small farm in the country of Florin. 23rd May, which makes him... Is he a, a Gemini? He is... A Gemini. Okay. It might feel as though you've got your head in the clouds this week, Gemini. Allow your mind to slow down on Monday, hopefully because you're done with the playoffs, this part of the playoffs, this when part. your ruling planet... <laughs> done with the playoffs, Carolyn! No, you know what I meant. I did. Uh, when your ruling planet Mercury leaves Aries and enters steadfast Taurus. The messenger planet is Gemini's personal domestic ruler, translating your energy with each sign he passes through. Enjoy the gradual changes and adjust the flow of your home, adjust the flow of your home to reflect it. The moon, excuse me, the moon, your financial ruler, waxes in your sign from 11.39 p.m. Sunday evening until 7.49 p.m. on Tuesday. Wow, that is so fucking specific. Enhancing your quick-witted qualities. He is quick-witted. That he is. Your mind could receive a new vision on Wednesday when Neptune, Gemini's personal career planet, sextiles the sun. Sextiles. Pursuing inspiration will be exciting and enjoyable. Even if you don't come away from the table with a million-dollar idea, it could lead you down a new, unexpected path. Excitable Mercury conjuncts Uranus on the same day, propelling your plans. A rush of butterflies could stir up your stomach on Thursday when Venus trines Jupiter, your personal love planet. Someone new could inspire you to take a chance on love. Well, I hope that person is the Western Conference Final. I also hope that person is the Western Conference Final. I feel really good about this one. I feel really, I feel like it's predicting a win. I feel so. I feel like that is also the case. Yes. Okay. Last one. Oh, shit. Uh, let's do Joel Hanley because... Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. What is he? Uh, he was born on June 8th, making him... Oh, not- he's a Gemini, too. He's also a Gemini. Fuck. Well, okay. never mind. Not Joel Hanley. All right. Joel Hanley, just know he would have done you otherwise. Um, Andrew Cogliano scored recently. Let's do him. What's he? Fuck. Also a Gemini. <laughs> Shit. Why well, are why, why are all these Geminis? Um, let's do uh ooh uh Jason Spezza finally scored again. Fuck. Why are all these Geminis? Because they come in twos. Well, they've come in like sixes. Okay, let's do Rupe Hints because we've talked about him a lot and he is fucking not a Gemini. Um, <laughs> God dang. He's Scorpio, right? Uh, he is. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm not even going to tell you what I just said. It was dumb. He is a Scorpio. Okay. It's not what you know. It's who you know, Scorpio. Make the best possible use of your network this week as the sun highlights your seventh house of partnerships, contracts, and business. The rest of the Zodiac is altering their communication strategy as Mercury enters reliable Taurus on May 6th. Match their tone when discussing how to move forward with a new client, manager, or employee. Open yourself up to new ideas on Wednesday when the sun, your personal career ruler, 
Sextiles Imaginative Neptune. Collaborate with the people that you look up to. Rupe hints on a line with Jamie Ben. Invite them to discuss your ideas and take notes. Try not to appear even more mysterious than you usually do on Thursday. <laughs> Little stinger. <laughs> Little stinger! Wow. Okay. Rupe hints the little stinger. Your love ruler, Venus, squares against your mysterious co-ruling planet, Pluto, giving the rest of the Zodiac the urge to make like a podcast and get the bottom of your business. What? I think they're missing a word there. I hope make so. Make like a podcast and get the bottom of your business. I don't... Okay, cool. What else? <laughs> I'm... Brush what? them off with kindness and keep your cards close to your heart. Business and pleasure could work together on the same day when romantic Venus trines Jupiter, your financial planet. Take your sweetie for a spin. If you don't win big money, you'll have a ball trying. Um, I hope you better win big money. Um, okay, so a thing happened while I was on the Wikipedia page for the Dallas Stars. And you know, so you know how they have all the birthplaces on the side? And if you hover over the birthplace, it will show you like the picture on the Wikipedia page for that town. Mm -hmm. One of them popped up with this fucking, like, cabin from the 1800s. And all these others are, like, these downtown cityscapes. And then there's this one fucking cabin. So I was, I found it again. It's for Ancaster, Ontario, where Nick Camano is from. And it is this, it's called the historic 1834 Griffin House. Apparently it was big... In the Underground Railroad, and that is, like, this place's claim to fame. That's really the only interesting thing about it, apparently. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's just, it was so funny that, like, it was, like, cityscape, 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 fucking log cabin. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Well, uh, Marin, do you have a happy thing? We're gonna have to kind of go through this fast. <clears throat> yeah, no, let's do this fast. So, uh, I went up to Dallas this weekend because I was going to... Give my nephew his Christmas present, and his Christmas present was a trip to the aquarium with his aunt, me. Yay! So I took my four-year-old nephew to the uh, aquarium, and we saw the sloth, and we saw the shark tunnel, and uh, the, these really cool glow-in-the-dark fish with these, like, bioluminescent cheeks sucks it was yeah so anyway he had a fucking great time and it was really fun and you know i i like hanging out with my family as i previously discussed so yeah that was a good time and um he was really cute about it he was like when you come to my house tomorrow let's go see dinosaurs and i was like okay well i'm not coming to your house tomorrow but <laughs> and that's the only reason we won't be seeing dinosaurs <laughs> only reason we... well i mean so my brother showed in the beginning of jurassic park and he is currently convinced that it's real and you can go there oh so like when i say the beginning of jurassic park i don't mean the beginning of the jurassic park with like the guy that dies around the raptor yeah. cage i meant the beginning where they like show up at jurassic park and it's the -na 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 -na. that music is playing mm -hmm. while they like look at their first dinosaurs yeah that's what he they watch so in the cute part of jurassic park before it all goes to hell <laughs> well uh that's kind of what my life feels like right now <laughs> the cute part before everything goes to hell or everything has gone to hell everything has gone to hell a little bit but in a i'm about to go to the cute part i think i'm in the i'm in the velociraptor beginning beginning okay and uh, i have one more happy thing oh go for it 
Sam Gagne and his wife are having another baby, and it's a girl! Yay! Yay! Sorry, keep going with yours. I'm yeah, so I sorry. I love it when other people, people that we like, have babies. Yes, me too, because it means I get more baby pictures from them. Mm-hmm. So I've been super fucking stressed, as I mentioned. And in large part, I've been super fucking stressed because I've had a lot of stuff going on in my personal life. And... A lot of stuff going on at work, like I mentioned um, last time. And on top of that, my car was starting to die. Very unfortunate. Very unfortunate. So one of my happy things this week is that uh, I bought a new car. Yay! Yay! So I'm still getting used to it. Um, still getting used to parallel parking it, which is a... Because it's very different size. It's much smaller than my old car. At least it's um, smaller and not larger. I mean, yeah. that could be worse. Definitely could be worse since I have to do all street parking all the time. Um, but yeah, so I mean, like one stressful thing off my plate, like fucking done. Don't have to deal with it. Um, yeah. But the big happy thing is I leave Thursday for Scotland. So I'm just going to say if like if the stars win the cup while you're away, or at least win the Western they Conference won't final. Be, yeah, I will be back before. I don't know. Obviously, we don't know the exact schedule, but I would bet. I think I'll be back during the conference finals or the very, very beginning just, of the final. Finals. I'm just saying if they win the conference final while you're out of the country, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to plan a trip every time they make it to the playoffs. Okay. Yeah, oh, you're no. like, no problem. <laughs> oh, no. No, not a trip. No. Yeah, so I'm, um, but this also does mean that you probably won't hear from us until after the conference final is over. I mean, they will hear from us on the Twitter. Twitter, but the podcast. They will not hear a podcast from us, yes. Because I'll be out of the country. For two weekends, which will throw off our schedules. Whatever, I'll just replace you with a younger model. Okay. Obviously, I won't (laughs) do that. (laughs) Obviously, I won't do that because then who would edit it? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Because it sure as shit would not be me. (laughs) All right. Uh, Do you want to start us off with Raider questions? Sure. So, Jason of Damn It Jason fame says using your ladies intuition jason that's a little sexist a little sexist using your ladies Our intuition intuition isn't because we're female it's because we're witches yes also we're very smart and witchy mm-hmm. describe julius honka's feelings during this current playoff run i can't imagine how he doesn't feel anything but a ton of resentment yeah i feel a ton of resentment <laughs> I don't I don't see how he doesn't feel a ton of resentment about his entire time at with the stars. I'm still baffled by the fact that he hasn't been traded. Or that he wasn't traded at the trade deadline. They, maybe they didn't have a market for him. I mean I mean maybe there wasn't a market for him, but at this point there's gonna be less of a market for him. Like he's gonna be traded for fucking what are those called? Conditions or you know what uh, I mean? Uh, yeah, uh, future Future considerations. Future considerations. Yeah, like, there's nothing, like, what is the fucking point at this point? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't, I can't think of a reason. I mean, what's, what's his uh, contract like? What's? Uh, I think he's out this year, maybe. 
That so then they're not really training him for anything. We're just gonna give him up. They're gonna yeah, let him walk. Hang on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'm actually got cat friendly open right now. Okay, great. Fact check me because I was, I was like, I don't know. Uh, he's an RFA after this year. Yeah, they won't qualify him at all. He's just yeah. gonna walk. He's just gonna walk. He's just gonna walk. Man, fucking, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah. Anyway, you know, you know who else has, has contracts up? No. Uh, love Ben Lovejoy. So bye. Uh, That's not surprising. Yeah, Essa Lindell. Oh, he's gonna get resigned. Yeah, that's a big one. Well, this is an RFA anyway. Uh, yeah, but he's definitely getting resigned. Yeah. It's it, how much for is actually going to be an interesting. Yeah, because if you notice on our defenseman, John Klingberg is the one that makes the most money, and we all know that John Klingberg's contract is extremely undervalued. Like, yep. But I also can't see, and Lindell has been a piece, uh, a valuable piece. <laughs> a piece of, the of puzzle. what? Just kidding. a piece of the puzzle. A Just valuable kidding. piece of the puzzle. I cannot see them paying him more than they would pay John Klingberg. Yeah. And I, I think that would just go over poorly also. And I know it's partially because John Klingberg got a crazy decent, a crazy good con. Like we got a crazy good contract out of John Klingberg that he probably wishes he could take back. Yep. But I don't see how you pay Lindell more than Klingberg. Yeah. Like, and I don't, don't know that the open market would pay him a whole lot more than John Klingberg either. Yeah. So we'll see. That's going to be an interesting one. I kind of wonder what's going to happen with Jason Spezza. I want a one year, $1 million contract. Oh, me too. I really me want too. that. Yeah, me too. Um, Matt Zuccarello obviously is up. Um, Matias Janmark, Brett Ritchie, and Jason Dickinson all have their... Um, I feel like B. Ritchie's out too. Yeah, so you don't think we qualify him? I don't I don't know if we qualify him, but yeah. Hmm. I don't see him playing much in the NHL for us. No. Um, and then Taylor Fadoon, also UFA this year, and Roman Polak is a UFA this year. I suspect they both get re-signed. I don't want Roman Polak. I didn't. Or Taylor Fadoon. Fadoon's fine. Fadoon's fine. I don't want Roman Polak. And Fadoon play- played like half the season of the year. I, like, I feel like if they send su- signed Fadoon to another two-way, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah, okay. That's true. That's fine. I would be okay with that. Uh, Landon Bow is also an RFA after this year, and I'm kind of curious. Oh, he'll be qualified for sure. Yeah. For sure. All right. Billy asks. Oh, yeah. Who would we have more be- questions. I forgot. Yeah. Who would be your sixth D-man for the next series if Alexiak can't play? Uh, so we've got Lindell and Klingberg, Polak and Heiskanen. And then, what? Uh, Well, and then you've got Lovejoy, Alexiak, Fadoon, and Hanley. So who's been, who's been playing on the third line right now? It's been Alexiak and Fadoon Fadoon with Hanley in the one game. Okay, well, I would like Hanley back because he was great in that game. I feel like um, Fadoon has been really good and solid, but I, I actually am not. The issue with that pairing is Lovejoy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like Weird. I know he's on the team to kill penalties, and he is actually quite good at that and has been doing fine, and I don't have a lot of issues there. I mean, I would still like a faster, better player on the penalty kill, but... I mean... It's not the thing I'm going to knock Lovejoy for. Right. But 
is so bad at five on five. Which is, I mean, the majority of the game, let's be honest. Like, if you can do one thing specifically well, like, that's cool and all, but we, there's not really a lot of room on a, on a, you know, <laughs> like a short roster for somebody who only does one specific thing well when it's not the majority of the thing that you're doing. I agree. So, that's cool and all, Lovejoy, but. I'm actually okay with trading Fadoon and Hanley. Like, between the two of them. I actually like that three-person rotation, though. Like, Year of Our Lord 2019, and I'm saying nice things about Jamie Alexiak, but I don't mind that three-guy three, three guy rotation. I think all three of them play a very similar game. And, uh... Well, what's... I mean, did Alexiak get injured? Why can't he play? Yes. Yeah, he has an upper body, body injury. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. It's been, mm-hmm. it's been a hot minute, and I've slept since then. Mm-hmm. I feel... Yeah, to me, they feel almost interchangeable. Yeah. Honestly. Like. It's weird how Alexiak has not been noticeable at all, which means that he's been fine. Yeah. You know, I like, would rather almost have, um, if, I rem- if I remember correctly, Alexiak is a right hand D as well, typically. Like, he's he can switch it up pretty easily, but he started his like started his career with the stars as a right hand d and played right hand for the for the pens as well uh-huh. and so i would almost prefer pulling lovejoy out and doing alexiak and then like fadoon or hanley mm-hmm. on the left yep i'd be all right with that so andrew too cool for Callie asks number one my memory is the podcast used to hate lindell lindell and couldn't see why this klingberg was stuck with him was there a 2019 feeling on him uh that's been updated like previous to this <laughs> i feel like we actually are very very realistic about lindell yes because it's not that we've ever hated lindell i think i think number one his the very first couple games he played for the stars we were like oh this guy has a lot of potential this is great the next year he played with klingberg and i'm pretty confident that was not a great year for him it was not and we were like, okay, this guy has a lot to learn. But again, it was his first full rookie year, and we gave him kind of a pass on that. Mm-hmm. And then last season, he played with Klingberg, and they were the best fucking defense pair in the entire fucking league. And we gave him plenty of props for that. We did. And we said that he learned. We did. And then this year, he regressed a bit. And... It was very clear that when he, when Klingberg was injured, Lindell was not able to compensate for the lack of him, even when playing with a guy like Haskinen. And part of it, and part of my personal feelings about Lindell has to do with the fact that what Lindell is really, really good at are little defensive plays. Um, stopping people at the blue line, not letting pucks get into the zone. He's really good at that. But by being really good at that means you're only good at that like 40% of the time. 60% of the time, the pucks will still get back past you. He's really good at keeping guys out of the crease. He's good at little stick plays. You know, he's good at the defense part of defense, mm-hmm. of being a defender. We know for a fact, I mean, I've been very open about this. That's not my favorite part of the game. And the other thing that makes that a lot harder is that when you're really, really good at that part of the game, but honestly pretty bad at the other part of the game, the media, like the offense part of game, 
You can't ever have anything go wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's just not going to be, that's just not realistic. Nope. So if you're really good at defense, but something goes wrong, you are going to look mediocre overall. Because it's not the whole part of the game. And especially when you're on the top pairing, when you're playing as many minutes as Lindell and Klingberg do as a pair, you have to be, you have to have that other side of the game to look really good. So while I fully admit that Lindell is a fantastic defensive defenseman player, number one, I don't like that kind of hockey. I think it's boring. And number two, you look worse when something bad happens. Yep. Because there's no way to be perfect. Right. And you don't have the other, the offensive part of the game to balance that out. And I think that's the real reality of Lindell is that like his good qualities are great, but they aren't enough without Klingberg by his side. Boom. Yeah. I don't disagree. <laughs> and scene. And scene. Um, Number two, what Disney characters do Heiskanen, Zuccarello, and the other two, the other new stars this season represent? Zuccarello is Snow White. Oh. He gathers all them little forest creatures to him. Yeah, he sure as fuck does. I love Zuccarello. I, I have since Zuccarello. before. Like, I loved him on the Rangers, too. Like, I, just I don't know him. anybody who does not like Zuccarello, and I'm glad of it. Like, I would yeah. not want them in my life. Yeah. No. If you're if you're a Zuccarello hater, just like fuck off. That's fine. It's not fine. It's mm-hmm. it's fine if you fuck off. Um <laughs> I feel like high skin it might be Simba. <sighs> yeah, I think you're right. Hakuna Matata, baby. Yeah. And like coming in to take over. It you means know. no worries for the rest of your days. It's a problem-free philosophy. Hakuna Matata. And that's all we have for you today. <laughs> yeah, all right. And that's where we end. <laughs> We're just going to go out on a high note. That was a very high note. So good. <laughs> You're welcome for that musical interlude. Thank you. All right. Well, you can always find us on social media. I'm at Classlicity. I am at Marinish. And you can find our official Twitter at Deep Heart Hockey. And you can email us if you have a question, comment, or other Lion King song that you think is more appropriate at DeepHeartHockey at gmail.com. I was reminded today that it is the anniversary of the time that I spent uh, an entire game in the kitchen of my apartment because that is where I was when the Dallas Stars scored. And so you can find that post and all of our old posts and all of our new uh, posts of of our podcast recordings on our blog, deeparthockey.wordpress.com. Bye! Bye! Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata. It means no worries! (laughs) 